Marys, please welcome back to the All Right Mary stage, Alexis Michelle. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi, Mary. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. we are so thrilled to have you here. Uh, we This episode, Marys, we are talking about the TLC special show Hopefully, soon to be series, Drag Me Down the Aisle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Alexis Michelle, Thorgy Thor, Juju B, and Bibi Zahara Benet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a, what, talk about an all stars cast. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you know? Fabulous. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, so, this episode, Mary's, if you haven't seen it, uh, is about, it takes place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That's where our first couple resides and uh, got married. Emily and John. Yes. Um, I I had the opportunity to conduct a choir in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at their Museum of Art. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, it was a gorgeous space. It was outside looking over like this beautiful little garden. Um, and my only like memory of that town is how much space mm-hmm. there was around it. I mean, it's super rural. Um, but downtown Lancaster is adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really kind of antiquated architecture, very lot of character. And I think we were like, you know, f- maybe five, ten percent nervous about going to, you know, a small town in Pennsylvania. And it actually was fabulous and we were welcomed with smiles. Really? And, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we we strolled down one of the main drags in downtown Lancaster and um People were coming out of stores offering us snacks, and yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was. I guess I was going to ask. Like, uh, well, I had two questions, but like being in Lancaster in full drag, uh, there was no. I mean, you were obviously nervous, but there was no kind of uh, opposition. No, mm-hmm. none at all. And I, I mean, I guess I tend to lead. Um, some would say naively. I say optimistically in most situations. Okay. Um, unless I am specifically warned, like, be careful here, Mm. I tend to assume that I'll be met with positivity or at the very least not negativity. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been pretty pretty fortunate in in most of my travels Mm -hmm. in that way. And riding on a a horse and buggy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, really, yeah. But I have to imagine for a lot of folks, I mean, certainly there are folks in small towns, in big cities, everywhere that will respond to a drag queen in a sort of, well, violent way, let's put it that way. But I think there's also a lot of people who are just unsure or confused or this is new. And I think you having this like positive like energy, I think is probably very disarming for them. Exactly. Like, oh, you're a human being. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, or, wow, I've never seen somebody like you, so I really want to... Ab- you know, absorb it. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to get a picture of this moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's like, you know, there's that thing of like, people kind of look at you for as like the sort of spectacle, but you are a spectacle. When yeah. we, when, when, when drag queens arrive somewhere, it's an event. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. It has to be. Mm-hmm. When we get dressed, it's an event. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Sure. sure. And I love that. Cause it's like, it takes the whole thing that I think so many queer folks, this feeling of oh, like sticking out and like being the sort of sore thumb. And then it kind of turns it on its side and celebrates like a standing out. And you know what? I have to say this and you know, I, I have a hunch it would be easier for someone hateful to come after 
a gay person out of drag mm. than a queen who's in her armor. Mm. Okay. It's more intimidating. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I certainly hear that. And don't yeah. mess with me when I'm in a sharp heel. <laughs> <laughs> I can get it off, honey. Oh, she was staring right at me. I did. Right. right. I was like, well, I'm just going to back out of this room. <laughs> so talk to us about the bride, uh, Emily. Emily. So yeah. sweet. When did you meet her? Was it actually like the day oh, of shooting? Oh, you saw it. Oh really? You saw it when we when we walked in. That was it. Wow, oh that God. was it. There, you know, as in many reality uh, situations um, while filming, there is some protection over real moments. Right. So just as in when you walk into Drag Race for the first time into the workroom, that is the first time you're seeing your fellow castmates. Mm -hmm. Right. Same thing with this. We we did not have uh, any kind of pre meeting. That was wow. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. I like love her even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love that whole moment. It was uh it was so beautiful to see her just kind of take you in and then be totally comfortable. Yeah. I remember when when we walked in, I saw her sitting at her table and she looked over at us and then I remember seeing it on the show when it when it had its first airing. Yeah. And I was like, I, it, it just was so funny to watch because I was like, yep, I remember that moment mm -hmm. in life, seeing yeah. her see us for the first time. Uh, Walking into their new house, by the way. Oh, it was a new house? Yeah. they. Um, I don't know how long um, they'd been living there, but uh, it was relatively a new acquisition for them. Wow. Wow. Lancaster, PA. Yeah. And how long? I know they were they, they were like high school sweethearts or they'd been together. For like, how, no. How long mm -hmm. have they been together? I don't know exactly how long they'd been together before they got married but no it was a it was a more recent courtship oh I, I guess i i remember him saying like it was his first girlfriend or something like that mm -hmm. maybe but it just seemed like yeah that this was kind of like they'd found each other there is something that i'll share right away that that we didn't see okay. that we did hear about in conversation which was the perils of dating that poor emily endured oh wow before mm -hmm. meeting john yeah, she she went out with a few frogs, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, you know, dating culture can be rough. Yeah. But, she, you know, people were, were rude to her, to her face. Mm. Um, and she one thing she said about John was that he was really the first guy that saw her and like really appreciated her for who she was. And I'll tell you the when we. We met Emily first, and then we met John a little later. The first time we met John, I saw it immediately. Oh, wow. I saw the way he looked at her. I was like, this is so sweet and yeah. real. Yeah. He loves her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great. I think she said, like, his weird matched her weird. And I feel Isn't like, that beautiful? Yeah, that right? Beautiful. Like, I think right. that's that's the most important thing is can you be weird with somebody? We all have stuff. We mm -hmm. all have shiz. And it's like, does your shiz go with mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think like the sort of the the bookend of all that is then when we actually see their wedding and when he like cries when he sees her. Oh my god, like, I uh, I lost I died. it. I died when his lower <laughs> lip started quivering. I lost it totally. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. uh, that was probably like one of it was one of the late moments I started crying because yeah. I cried multiple times. <laughs> yeah. That was really sweet. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't there some movie where they talk about like what's your favorite part of a wedding and it's like oh I like looking at the groom. Mm -hmm. When, uh, he when he sees the bride walking down the aisle. Isn't that like a thing? It's totally a thing. And I yeah. will say it was one of the best groom reactions I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there was like some sort of like photo series of like grooms. And maybe it was a BuzzFeed article. Totally. But of grooms seeing their brides for the first time. 
yourself to. <laughs> yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk. Uh. Because we met Sharon, Sharon the mom. The mom. Yes. Mom. Yeah. Like what a like. Like mm-hmm. the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was also new to drag. Super, super dear, dear woman. And um, totally new. Had never been to a drag show. Had never met a drag queen, certainly. And I just felt very um, embraced by her right away. That only grew. as The more she got to know us, the more she opened wow. to mm-hmm. us. But I felt, I felt very open arm welcome from her right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you'd expect that she's a teacher, so you'd expect that she like just kind of reads the room and then figures out how to interact. Right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, she understood that we were ultimately there to help um, Emily make this wedding even greater. Ugh. Yeah, Fabulous. I think that whole story about her like picking out the dress and it not being like the right one for Emily. It was such an interesting conversation that she was so nervous about, and like the way that her mom reacted, I was like. <sighs> Well, it's because she's a mom. Like, she gets totally. it. You know, like, her mom had this reaction of, like, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. But, like, I can – I'm okay with the fact that this isn't the dress for you. Like, it, I was just – it's it's so funny when you see those moments of all those things you worry about. And then you realize, oh, this was fine. It's my this, mom. It's my right. mom. She gets it. It is well, about me, you know? So, you know, I know we're we're all getting very excited for this um, primetime airing of the show this coming Tuesday. Yes. But mm-hmm. we are going to talk about spoilers here. Oh, um, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So we'll I, w- <laughs> I will say it was shocking to me after hearing about what Emily's hang up, hang-ups were, especially around this dress, and meeting – uh, Sharon and sort of seeing what her values were and and what sort of style she preferred, I was scratching my head. I was like, "How did the two of you pick this dress?" <laughs> right, right. Not how did this happen? It was it was it was a lovely dress, but I don't think it was for her, mm-hmm. and it didn't hit the marks of what Emily really wanted. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, I think that there was an element of it that made her mom uncomfortable okay. because it was really exposed. You know, right. I mean, her mom would have liked to see her more covered, right. you know? Yeah. And it wasn't just, um, you know, lace, and it wasn't just cleavage. It was nude illusion. Right. Mm-hmm. The whole top was nude illusion oh. with these beautiful beaded appliques. And I was like, all right, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I cried when yeah. when Emily said you know i don't feel beautiful in this dress yeah that, I, like it was like oh shit and then right. the mom's immediate like oh emily yeah this isn't about me <laughs> <laughs> and you know when we were led into that moment it was like this may not be the dress for her that we weren't told you know oh. like this ain't the one we're gonna fix you know right. we just sort of thought well we'll see okay but I the second she came down, her body language said, Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. and then for her to literally say that and break down in moments of standing before us, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this ain't it. Yeah. yeah, this is not the ticket. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to cry in your wedding dress, right? For that reason, <laughs> yeah, right, that reason. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you guys, when you, uh, not to spoil things now, we're kind of going into it, but like when you do go to New York with Emily and Sharon, there was that one moment, and I know you've worked with brides before. Yes. But there was that one oh, moment where this. you said, okay, well, so you know, she's a little emotional high. right now, which, you know, we kind of expected. And it was so like, okay, you've done this before. Well, <laughs> I've done it off camera yeah. with, with okay. brides. And it's emotional then. Yeah. And you can hit all kinds of emotional speed bumps. But 
it was on camera. Right. Yeah. And they had, um, you know, this is some behind the scenes tea. They had allotted a certain amount of time okay. for us to be there oh, getting that part of the day done because we had other things to do right. mm-hmm. in that same day. And it ended up taking three times as long as they had allotted. Oh, wow. And, it, and we did not dawdle. I, when I tell you, I would have been crying too for how quickly she yeah. had to be in and out of dresses and making decisions. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, Juju and I wanted to be as there for her as we could and be as prepared as we could for that moment mm. um, to make sure that we found her address. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we knew the wedding was like a few weeks away. Right. And we had to find a dress right. there that day. I it's mean, I was pressure. totally her when she's like, can you just get the cameras off? Can you?" Yeah. Sh-? And you're just like, sure. And you just like close the curtain. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that is me in there right now. Yeah. Like, I, please, I just don't want to be seen like this. Mm-hmm. I'm very upset. I'm vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. right. I could feel the like. And naked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Naked. Yeah. Oh, my God. When And I was thinking this watching it because the whole, you know, brides and wedding dresses and all that is a bit foreign concept to me. But like. In general, like what in that situation, like what is a bride looking for when she's looking at dresses? So what's interesting is, and of course we're in the age of things, apps like Pinterest, yeah, um, oh. where there's so much because there's so much at our fingertips visually, mm-hmm. you know, on apps and on our phones and on our computers. Um, there's really a wealth of research that you can do before you ever get to that bridal salon moment, mm-hmm. and after, not before we met Emily and and not before we saw her in that alternate dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, before we went shopping, I said, do you have a Pinterest board? And she showed it to us and every dress that she had picked out had very demure long lace sleeves. Sure. Every wow. single one. Mm-hmm. So right away I was like, we got to get this girl a lace sleeve because this is what she wants. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely like a degree of, of knowing what you want and having some visual context and reference for it going in. Mm -hmm. But I think what happens to a lot of brides and it happened to Emily is you can often get surprised by what you either look and feel good in or what makes you feel bridal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Feel bridal. Yeah. Because because you want that ma- that magic moment where this emotion comes over you and you say, this is the dress I'm getting married in. Everybody wants that moment. But I think sometimes people go in with an agenda mm-hmm. about what they think that's going to be for them. And sometimes it's a surprise. Mm. Yeah. You see it on all kinds of wedding shows and you saw it on this one, you yeah. know, where she did not think she wanted a ball gown. Right. Um, and in the end... And that was really like a bit of expertise that Juju and I sort of softly tried to impart, but it totally happened, which is this is a shape that is really going to flatter your body and accentuate your favorite parts of you and make you feel really good. Mm -hmm. We did, you know, I knew because we were so close to the actual wedding that there would be limits because, you know, normally wedding dresses are ordered minimum six months ahead sometimes nine months or a year let me get adjusted yeah well what happens is uh the way the dress industry works is stores typically have um usually like two of each dress in store one in a small size that um you know let's say uh 
a four six. And that's the those size dresses can go on brides anywhere from double zero up to six, oh, let's I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh other other dresses will be in there, let's say, in a size uh twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, somewhere around there. And then that can sort of fit a multitude of bodies as well. So when you are getting a dress at the last minute, because if you were ordering well ahead, you'd pick your dress and they would take very, very specific measurements in your appointment. And all that information goes to the maker and designer of your dress. And your dress is cut and sewn custom. Wow. Right. Um, it still needs to be altered. So by no means is that like the the end of the process. Right. But when you are buying a dress on sale, you know, like... Um, that other famous bridal store has oh. a very famous <laughs> sale that people line up for. Sure, yeah. And when women buy dresses at that event or when you buy a last-minute dress, you're buying something that's already in the store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there's no time. Right, right. Uh, you know, to call the the production house and have it cut for you. Right. right. Wow. I feel like there's so much that is ab- about, like, getting a wedding dress and, like, how personal it is and, like, so much like you were saying about Emily kind of discovering things in other brides discovering things when they get into the dress it all reminds me of drag of like you rue always saying like you have to get into drag ones to learn who you are in drag and learn something about yourself have you seen that with other brides where like they're discovering something about themselves in this process um absolutely and i mean <laughs> sometimes you discover something about the bride oh sure by seeing yeah. how she behaves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i say that having gotten a lot of my best girlfriends ready mm-hmm. for sure. their weddings yeah <laughs> um no it's always for me i really have always been into weddings mm-hmm. um i suppose i'm sort of a hopeless romantic ish at this point in my in my age and life but I do really love the traditions and I love the romance and I do love the drag of it all Mm because let's get real like performance that's as close to drag as some women get yeah you know Mm -hmm. if you think about it's typically a day where you end up wearing undergarments that you don't wear every other day. Yeah. Um, you usually wear some additional hair. You wear some additional lashes. You're probably mm-hmm. wearing a fuller beat than you typically wear. You know? So right. there's a lot of elements that are very in line with what we do on the regular. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> and it, you do it, you know, six days a week, seven right, days a week. <laughs> right. And you're not just walking up and down an aisle. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I just... Um, I performed uh, on the Upper West Side for Purim this oh, week, mm. and um, Happy you Purim. know, mm. thank you. I <laughs> joked like everybody wanted to know what what are you wearing for Purim? What are you dressing up as? And I'm like, Purim is every day of the year for me. It's <laughs> yeah. just like Halloween. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, every day is Purim. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Every day I feel like a hamantasha. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, hamantasha. Yeah. I just, I was sort of prepping myself for this event, and I, uh, I was looking up the historical significance and meaning behind hamantasha. Sure. And there's lots of like antiquated versions, but perhaps a more modern version is that it symbolizes rebirth in the form of female organ. Oh wow! Oh, that totally makes sense. I mean, wow. hello. Oh. Come on, I want to talk about a moment that um, I'm sure you have thoughts on. So Emily talks to Thorgy and is like, look, 
my dad just wants to meet you out of drag. Mm-hmm. And Thorgy, of course, is like, hey, you know, sure, I got to meet him where he is. Fine. If you need, if this is about you, I'll do whatever needs to happen. That's right. Um, what is what was the issue for Marys that don't know, and uh, and why or why not is that something that a drag queen would want to do or not do? You know, I think you're right. Thorgy was really like, I'm going to do this for you to support you in this process because ultimately that's why we're here Yeah, is to support you. And um, I honestly think that it had a lot to do with where her dad works and, and not so ultra specifically about any particular prejudices or hang ups that he had. It may have been a little uncomfortable, but I think it was more to do about um, where he works and where they were meeting. And so it was about sort of even um, leveling the playing field, I guess. Okay. And Thorgy was super graceful about it and gracious and flexible. And in the end, as we saw, it was such a beautiful moment between the two of them. Yeah. We were gagging we, about that before yeah. we got here. Um, yeah. There were tears shed at my the viewing party in my home yeah. for that scene. Uh, yeah, God, Paul, his name was. Yeah. Mr. Oh. Emily. It was, yeah. <laughs> that was like a one-act play I could have just watched play out yeah. of these two characters. The, the daughter dropping him off uh-huh. with this cute little violin and his bow tie. Yeah, like he's yeah. going to some like voice music lesson. lesson. Yeah, music yeah. lesson. Yeah, he goes in. Yeah. Uh, there's gorgeous music playing and the mm-hmm. piano in this beautiful church yeah. and it's it's a meeting of two different worlds yes, yeah and finding a common language yeah just the the fact that i mean it was almost as if it could have been a silent film mm-hmm. in the sense that we don't hear what they're saying and then they start playing the music together yeah and then they're smiling and laughing with each other right and i think Thorgy even says like it's amazing how people can connect over like music and art and like that can be a shared language absolutely right yeah it's such an international language that that transcends um speech um and borders and differences and it is a shared experience Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and and, i mean luckily thorgy is just this virtuoso on multiple instruments right uh, Right. and can just show off and be Mm -hmm. like yep i do drag i love myself and i'm a kick-ass musician which is super impressive i think the other thing that i loved about the scene is that you know, of course, if you're a, a longtime fan of Thorgy's or Drag Race, you already know right. that she is a trained and experienced classical musician. But to the TLC audience and to the whole, you know, multitude of people that don't yet know us, it was like, wow. Yeah. This drag queen can do that and do it that beautifully. Right. And to me, that's really that really hit me. And that's sort of what I think is big about this show on, you know, on in the bigger picture way. Mm-hmm. is um, people might have some assumptions about, you know, somebody who dresses up in ladies' things mm-hmm. or does it, you know, for a living. Right. And I think having a classically trained uh, musician is not on the list of expectations. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, w- mm-hmm. And that's another thing about the show is that every single scene, expectations were challenged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I loved. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of people – you know, might just expect, oh, drag queens are just going to be funny and sassy and like that's and that's all great and and a big part of it. But I think it's so nice when people can also see like, oh, these are human beings with heart who have their own experiences. Yeah. Like you've all talked about like your your own challenges 
and your own journey to kind of get learn more about yourself through drag. And I think, you know, it's like the drag is almost secondary to the fact that you guys have all done the journey of getting to know yourselves. That's really what it's about. And I think that's why we can help a bride. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is yeah. to say, we're going to work on this stuff on the outside as sort of the conduit. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not the main event. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's so much going on inside. It's an internal thing and it's um it's a little journey for your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've always heard that thing about that you can, you know, obviously when when you got her into full face and hair and you could see her lighting up. <sighs> and I really got that concept of like it's not just that, oh, she just has makeup on and now she's beautiful. It's that that's act- she can now see how beautiful she is. That's it. Yeah. I The moment we met her, I saw how beautiful she was. Mm-hmm. I instantly had this little satisfying moment of, mm, this is going to be good. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I already knew. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and the truth is, she was not presenting herself, and I'm not talking about how she was dressed, but just in the way she spoke and the way her posture was. She wasn't presenting herself in the way that she did after that makeover Mm. or the way she did on her wedding day. Right. Yeah. There really was a transformation. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is so not fake. It really happened. We watched it happen. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I'm well, I'll I'll share this later. You okay. know, if if you don't sort of touch on it, because it's more to do with the wedding day itself. Oh, we'll mm. get to but the wedding day. But there was a day. moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know we were talking about uh, just professionals helping people out and and it being drag queens, and you expect a certain kind of flamboyance. Um, obviously, this show brings to mind drag you, mm-hmm. even a queer eye type of thing, and uh, drag you aside because I think that was a different kind of like I don't know vehicle yeah and uh, actually two of these girls were drag you professors sure, sure. oh yeah that's yeah. right that's right yeah. um but when you think about queer eye and this idea of we're we're coming in and we're gonna help mm-hmm. right and we're gonna help transform there comes this like trope of like maybe maybe not necessarily new queer eye but old queer eye for the straight guy yes this trope yeah. of like the magical queer person helping straight people mm-hmm. when we don't have the same rights and whatever and it, it, it kind of feeling a little um, uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, I think this show to me first of all gay people for the most part can get married now without a hitch no pun intended yeah um, mm-hmm. without a hitch in most states um, so that kind of argument is kind of gone mm-hmm. and what I love about this is that yeah you have these magical drag queens that are here to help but the magic is not a secret. They're there to share it and mm-hmm. they're there to open up everything so that that people are turning gender and that performance on its head yeah. so that everybody can feel safe. Everybody can feel good and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think for, for this type of brand of like makeover show, um, to bring it into, as you mentioned before, a wedding, which is such a draggy event for straight people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a show. such an old tradition. It just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, this comes up a lot in uh, Drag Me Down the Aisle. Uh, but often there is like the refrain of like, drag queens are kind of magical because you, you can turn straw into gold, you know? Right. Fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you like, it's the art of turning you know, these disparate, you know, ingredients into some cohesive, you know, illusion. I do believe that's why we're super, I mean, drag queens in general could probably, you know, be helpful at a wedding. Um, 
the four of us do have particular lanes of expertise that we can help execute, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, this is a little bit of my soapbox moment. Go I for think it. this is why we're perfect for a wedding. Because people are often limited with budget or just certain realities. Um, for me, drag has always been about taking trash and turning it into treasure. Of course, I've worked hard in many years. I've been doing drag professionally over 15 years now. And, you know, so the money I spend is extreme now compared to when I started. But when I started, I had so little and I made magic out of it. And that's how it works. And I will say, I feel that in the era of drag race, there are different ideals set. um, And I think you see a lot of... I sometimes think you see queens out there who forget about that element and automatically want to be wearing expensive this and stones that and there's and that's like an expectation set by drag race frankly. Right. Yeah. And so I really believe that at the core of your drag you should be able to take nothing and make it something. Yeah, towel dress. Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why I think we can be really helpful on your wedding day. Yeah. Well, when Juju created what what did she call it the the side shoulder sleeve (laughs) thing? It's it's basically uh, (laughs) it's I would call it like a a draped arm strap. (laughs) It was very cute. It was like that. To me, that was like a perfect example of like all you got to do is take this little piece of fabric and do this. Here it is. Juju B and I really told. Emily to sort of keep an open mind when trying on silhouettes because we knew that um, this source of body sensitivity was really centered around her arms. Hence why she wanted, you know, all these dresses with lace sleeves. Right, right. And I said, we said to her, try to open your mind to silhouettes that make you feel great in your body and we'll figure out the arm part. Okay. And that's when Jujubee had that marvelous idea to drape the tool around her arm. And, I of see. course, it was, like, such a perfect princess touch. Oh. Yeah, it was a make-it-work moment. Well, because, yeah. you know, I had that question when she was trying on the dresses. I'm like, why isn't she trying on any dresses with sleeves? Yeah. Was yeah. that because they were more expensive or they just, like, wouldn't fit? Or? No, it was about what was in the store. Right, okay. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there was... There was a shot, a quick shot in the in the episode where where Emily was trying on dresses of a dress that she tried on that I felt would have really satisfied to the nth degree the wintertime wedding fantasy that Emily had. But I also knew before she put it on that it was probably going to overwhelm her. Mm. Oh. It was ornamented I see. and ornate <laughs> yeah. and even the skirt was massive and she like had this deer in headlights moment when she saw how giant the skirt was and i said hang on a second and juju b and i got on our knees and pulled all the tool from the skirt between her legs and you see a giant ball gown go to an a-line ball gown mm-hmm. oh wow so there are little tricks that that you know that we know being experts at at bridal fashion um you know that can sort of lighten the the mood of a dress sure Mm. but even with that it was still overwhelming so but it was also the same shape of the dress that she ended up falling in love with. okay right 
I think that Jujube and, and I both knew and we advised her, we showed her what we were wearing. We're like, look at our outfits. They hit our natural waist. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. It's the most flattering silhouette. Mm. Um, you know, unless you are super thin but have hips, a drop waist can be a really tricky thing to to pull off. So we sort of knew going in that that was the element of Emily's original dress that was on the money. Okay. Is it hit her natural waist. Okay. The skirt just didn't go out enough mm. to flatter her shape. And the top was more exposed than made her feel comfortable. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, Jujube had a genius idea mm -hmm. of draping uh, tulle sleeves okay. onto a strapless dress. And actually something else you didn't see uh -huh. is that um, the dress, while we got it from RK Bridal um, here in New York City, and RK Bridal is amazing. I wholly recommend checking them out if I'll you're dress shopping. Yeah. <laughs> because they have a marvelous selection and the staff there is so kind and okay. they're in a beautiful showroom. And um, But we had to send... Um, we also got Sharon a dress. The dress that you saw Sharon oh. in oh. came from RK Bridal, too. Oh, they got Sharon yeah. a dress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mother of the bride. Mother of the bride. And she yeah. looked great. Oh, she was serving collar. And right? I that popped collar? I everything. Everything. So <laughs> The mayor's wife was here. That's what I saw. <laughs> so we sent them home with their dresses to be altered in PA. Okay. And there was a little last-minute drama that didn't make the cut. Oh, Oh, Basically, no? the seamstress took it upon herself to decide to make the draped sleeves on Emily's dress out of chiffon instead of tulle. Now, chiffon, when draped, does hang. Okay. Mm. But to drape chiffon around an arm to where it's really hanging and not hugging also means that it's draping so low that it's not covering the part that you're insecure about. Sure. Right, right. So the seamstress draped it but not graciously so it was hugging her arm so it was not flattering in oh the way God. that we that that jujube meant it to be right fired yeah <laughs> so luckily her fairy godmothers came with yes. some tool okay and i sewed those straps the night before the wedding holy wow. shit wow wow <laughs> listen uh, anything for the, boo. yeah anything for the bride and right. we made it we made it happen yeah for uh, her. you made it birds work. and squirrels you know you just make it happen i want to talk about the third time i cried um mm. which was the fan moment <laughs> oh yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's iconic now mm -hmm. it better be a gift soon yeah <laughs> um but you said you deserve to feel good we all do mm -hmm. and just to hear that on tv yeah is important to me yeah you know mm -hmm. that right there is the part where this physical transforming of someone or of yourself is important because all the the treatments and the products and the you know and the beauty routine it's not about i don't believe it's just about superficial how do i look i do believe it's about pampering yourself I'm a big believer in self-care. It's uh -huh. something I'm trying to practice in my own life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's about saying, I deserve this. I'm worthy of this. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. And so that was really what I was trying to drive home to Emily in that moment. And to sort of echo back to what you were talking about before, this physical transformation stuff, 
I really do feel is sometimes just the vehicle yeah. mm -hmm. to the internal change that we totally saw Emily go through, mm -hmm. you know? And it's sort of like, I remember, I learned it over heartbreak. My mom was like, in college when I had my first heartbreak, she was like, sometimes if you just put on a happy face and pretend, it actually makes you feel better. And I experienced that and I've tried it at different points in yeah. my life. And there are moments when it seriously works. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes if you're just down in the dumps and you're at home, it pays to go out yep. with your good Judy Johnny <laughs> mm -hmm. and go have a few drinks. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you end up just, it puts you in a different place. It puts you in a more social place mm -hmm. and gets you out of your head. And I, believe that this physical transformation stuff can have the same impact yeah yeah i mean act your yeah. way into a new way of thinking exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah fake it till you make it right. all of those mm -hmm. were sometimes that's been the past two weeks for me yeah so. sometimes you just have to like rig the system or like pull the you know uh the emergency brake mm -hmm. like nope nope we're just gonna go left right and you're just gonna go with me yeah, yeah. and and then there's some days when you're like oh i feel like shit it's just like you know what i'm gonna go get a fucking pedicure because i deserve mm -hmm. it yeah you know yeah. and it's like great i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna tip well uh and i'm right. gonna go with my friend who is not gonna let me think Right, you know, because sometimes the worst is when you're just like living in there. You just sit in your head in your in your house, yeah. And as my former therapist used to tell me, all of the voices in your head are wrong. Right. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, all of them are wrong. No, all there's of not them like are one wrong. in there. Yeah. There's not one that's. I mean, the 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 voice in your head that's thinking about the voices in your head. That one's right. 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 And that's the only one to really stick with. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, all of the self care that you do or that you can do. I think back to what you were saying. It's like all of it is behind the door of deserving it or believing you deserve it. Cause yeah. it's like all that stuff is accessible. Self-care is incredibly accessible, you know, at, at a base level going for a walk around the block is self-care. Mm -hmm. That's Take, right. You yeah. know, like it could be anything, but if you don't think you deserve it, then that feels like, you know, Elizabeth Arden red door accessible. It doesn't, you know? it doesn't have to be $2,000 worth of fillers in your face. No, it doesn't have to be. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I heard that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Could have saved you some money. Yeah, really? <laughs> so I want to know how involved was John in the show besides like the dance scene? Oh, right, right, right. When, um, when they had their dance lessons. Yes. Yeah. Where they learned how to dip. Well, yeah. <laughs> We, the day that we met Emily, um, John was working from a cafe. Okay. Uh, downtown. And so we went and met him there. It was and a cute moment. He was very yeah. sweet, but I could see him wide eyed as anything. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was overwhelming. Um, so we met him and we sort of had a discussion with him and them together. And then they went and they had their dance lesson. And then, you know, the next thing that really happened, aside from BB going and handling some decor. Right. Executive decisions sure. that didn't directly involve Emily. I mean, they talked about it, but some of the, you know, some of the movement that happened there around the decor was even separate from Emily. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. BB needed to hear what Emily wanted, what right. what was important uh, to the her. The lanterns the moment. Lanterns. And then the lanterns <laughs> had to go. <laughs> when she said, you you only use lanterns when you're in the forest right. looking for Hunting a beast. Hunting a beast, honey. Yeah. Yeah. A beast. <laughs> She's like, lanterns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that reaction was fucking was so fabulous. good. Yeah. <laughs> are you, what are you doing What's over going there? On over Alexis there? Oh, I've got, um, I've got a live uh, auction on. Oh. 
Oh. I'm on the uh, the Queen's Shopping Network <laughs> on Facebook. Oh my God. QSN. Yes. Wow. All right. It's their first uh, live auction. And there are a couple vendors who I've used okay. before who are auctioning off some nice pieces. So I'm going to try to... To bid while we talk. Okay. Multitasking well, queen over here. Colin will be your Maggie Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, let me know if any of Michelle Visage's sunglasses are on there. Yeah. yeah. To see which Do you ones. follow her eyewear? Yeah. Because she has a whole separate account just yeah, for her it's eyewear just obsession. Her eyewear. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. I'm really into this like Michelle Visage eyewear drag. Like, oh yeah. I'm so into it. Yeah. I mean you you wear glasses, so you mm-hmm. know it's really it can be so transformative. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like if I could grow a full beard, that I then I would have that experience of like transforming your face. But because mm. I can't, I'm like, oh yeah, glasses. Like, boy, that's it's a whole new like persona. You have, yeah. you have a glasses. you have a decent amount. I could it's, teach you how to stipple the rest. Oh, we should oh, talk about because this area is the problem. It doesn't connect. Oh. And I'm, uh, Mary's, I'm I'm pointed the sides of my mouth basically. Like like, you his, handlebar his handlebar. My handlebar doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's more of a sissy bar. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but I mean, if there's tricks, if you, I mean, clearly you know some tricks. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Drag is drag. Yeah, don't right. matter in which direction. <laughs> Can you help this queen? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mary. Uh, let's talk about the wedding. Yes. The wedding Magical. day. I, so first of all, it was so beautiful to see all of you out of drag oh. looking so oh. fucking dapper. Yeah. Right? I Purple was, hair. Oh, the, thanks. The scruff. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Juju be coming in looking like the sweetest little pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like sexy in that little suit. Yeah. And then BB, of in course. In a say something hat. In a say Oh my! <laughs> I I mean that hat. I mean, it was very ruse. Like, is this a Klein Epstein Parker suit? Like, you are. She, she was still in drag. You she know, was still in it was, drag. It was absolutely. It's fabulous. all drag. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was watching fabulous. it with someone, and and uh, when you came on, he was like, "Who is that?" I said, "That's Alexis." Yeah, that's it was like, like oh, it was like such a transformation, yeah. and it was like, yeah, Alexis, like two different queens. Bitch can yeah. paint. Bitch, Bitch can, can paint. paint. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love a transformation. <laughs> love the purple hair as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I love that you were the one like with her until the moment. Well, you know, that's sort of how we how we planned it out going, you know, the other girls particular lanes of expertise, you know, fell before during right. wedding prep, but mine takes you right up to that moment. I mean, I I got her into her dress. I buttoned wow. up those buttons, wow. cinched her in. Wow. wow. Requires a little, you know, pulling and mm-hmm. tying of things. Love. So um, even that is a skill. Like I said before, your wedding day is often a day that you do things you don't do any other day. Right. Yeah. And even the way a wedding dress closes is foreign to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? it's something totally familiar to me because it's like any of my undergarments or or garments themselves. Right. Sure. I mean, I have to imagine that like once you're in the wedding dress, there's no going to the bathroom. For example, is there a secret hatch? I do think that brides, because you I can't. No, you can't go a whole. I, most women don't go their whole wedding without using the ladies. Yeah. Um, I, when I'm all up in my business, I usually don't. Wow. If I go, mm. if I really have to go and I make it happen, it's like getting it back in is sort of an approximation. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. All right. But yeah, um, <laughs> this'll do. <laughs> It was really special being with her right till she walked down the aisle because um, it's such an intimate moment. It Mm. is intimate, and you know, and all of her lovely 
uh, sisters and bridesmaids, her best friend, they were all there. So they were all sort of there supporting her um, while I was getting her ready. And here's another little behind the scenes tea that really no one knows because it was all in my own head. Mm-hmm. When we did the consultation, and this was something I did say to Emily out loud, I said, listen, I'm going to tell you what I tell every bride whenever I do this. If you don't like what I do, you don't have to use me on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. If you would rather use somebody else, I support that. This is about you and your day. This is not about me doing your makeup. So that's what I said to her. And I haven't been in the regular practice of doing people's hair and makeup. It's what I I used to do it. But I do it less now because I've been looking after my own performance career. Sure. And... So I was like a little nervous when it came time Mm -hmm. for that bridal consultation. And when I remember before I flipped her around into that mirror during that consultation, I was like, oh, damn, girl, you're good. Yeah, I I, I felt that. (laughs) (laughs) And and now you are good. Mm. That made me nervous for the wedding day because I was like, we did the magic Two weeks before the wedding. Am I going to be able to do the magic again? Right, right. right. And I have to say, I think her hair was even more luscious and flowing and beautiful Mm -hmm. um, on the wedding day. Got a little more tease into it. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, she looked so beautiful. But there was a a difference in the way she carried herself on her wedding day. Even two weeks before or two weeks before that when we met her. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So here's the part that I wanted to tell you that I alluded to before. Great. Um, basically, um, you know, like I said, when she walked down the stairs in that first dress that she didn't end up wearing with these sunken shoulders and crying, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could never have imagined that that girl would have thought to put a crown on herself on her wedding day. And when I saw her, um, when we were getting her ready, she was like, oh, by the way, I bought a tiara. Oh, wow. And I have to tell you, all tea, all shade, I have mixed feelings about such um, accessories for okay. brides because there are a lot of cheap, ugly tiaras out there. Shit. Yeah. So I was a little bit like, okay, <laughs> grinning through my, <laughs> my, my yeah. tight teeth. Yeah, yeah. But she pulled them out, and she pulled this crown out, and it was beautiful. It, she had picked out something really elegant and tasteful, mm. and honestly – Something that looked like a real princess would wear. Wow. Yeah. That's and, so cool. And the way we positioned it, you know, in her hair, it was lovely. It looked great. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm curious to know the reaction of the family when all of you came out in drag. Were they a little liquored up at that moment and it was, like, easier? And then you did your dance? Or was it, like... Was there like a moment of like like gaping mouths like <gasps> I didn't see anything like that but you know maybe ignorance is bliss. Okay. I really didn't see anything like that. I do think it was general excitement. Emily gave us the most warm welcome when right. she was speaking to her guests mm-hmm. about us yeah. and I think that set the tone. Yeah. yeah. Um and I don't know how liquored up people were. I think that there was wine and beer. Okay. I didn't see many shots of alcohol in, mm-hmm. in the in I thought the maybe they episode. cleaned that up for TLC. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you never know. But I think to your point, you know, when she set you y'all up as like folks who are really special to her, I think that kind of lets the room know, okay, well. These are my people. These yeah. are my friends. Yeah. And even though we'd only met her, I I definitely think we felt that. I know I did. Mm-hmm. She and I have stayed in touch. I was going to ask, oh. how's she doing? Yeah. She's doing great. I 
spoke to her after the honeymoon. I was like, how was it? They went on a cruise. Uh-huh. She said it was everything and she wants to go back. <laughs> oh, good. Good. So um, I did feel warm reception, you know, when we showed up at the reception. Mm-hmm. But there was still some nerves because we wanted to not just let, you know, it wasn't about us just coming out and performing and and doing our routine. It was about including everybody. So we wanted to invite people to dance with us. And we didn't know. We were like, are people not even going to want to get up and dance with us? But we had the whole room dancing with us. And it was gorgeous. Yeah, the dad. (laughs) dad. Oh, yeah. Paul was cutting up a rug. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun when you see straight men and. Uh, they just kind of let their own freak flag fly yes. because they were the drag queen. Right, you know? right. And it's like, I mean, I think often, and that's a whole other conversation, is straight men being allowed to let the freak flags fly. Sure. It's nice when it happens. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a question. Yeah. So, well, here's a silly question and then a more serious question. How did you let all those damn donuts sit on that plate oh, for so nice. long? When Emily was talking to her mom. Hashtag corset. <laughs> As good as any food looks, when you have to eat it in a corset, it suddenly, I have better willpower in a corset than at any other point of the <laughs> yeah. day. Wow. That's little... So that's the key to my diet. Yeah. Oh, honey, we just got to lace you up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. And I remember. Put it on and feel and be. Yeah. I remember, I think maybe reading or seeing an interview with, um, I forget her name, that lovely English actress from Downton Abbey who played Cinderella in the live action um, Cinderella remake. Okay. Um, and then, of course, she was in the the recent Mamma Mia uh, sequel. Oh, I don't remember her name, but I can picture so her face. So yeah. it was uh, Kate, not Kate Blanchett, no. Lily James. Uh, oh, yeah. yes, Lily right. James. Yes. yes. Yeah. So beautiful. And she oh, was gorgeous. cinched for anything <laughs> in that Cinderella dress, that blue gown. Mm-hmm. And she said that she had almost complete trouble keeping anything down. Like the the most she could do, uh, you know, because if you're on a break and you're wearing serious corsetry, it's a lot to, it's a lot to, uh, to take off and put back on again. So I think when she had breaks to eat a little something while they were filming, the most she could do was like a s- few spoons of soup or something. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. So, so I'm, I don't pinch corset. myself that tight. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can get some solid food down, but honestly not, not tons. Um, so a, a little bit more serious question. Um, one of the things I love about the show is that it is supporting and celebrating the woman um, and her day. I'm wondering if you think, perhaps the future of this show would go into lesbian weddings or even groom groom weddings um, and how the show would adjust or how you would adjust to making over a groom. I can't say specifically because we aren't involved in casting of these weddings. However, I do believe that, you know, in this particular, um, first outing for all of us as a a team for your wedding day we did hit a lot of the sort of you know traditional wedding makeover marks right um but i do believe that um you know if we happen to to help more people on their wedding day that there will be different needs Mm -hmm. and you know um that could who knows it could be um like you said, perhaps same-sex couples, perhaps for a family that's less accepting. Maybe it's really about us oh. trying to help 
yeah. you know, help them navigate that space. I see. Yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, it could be a, about a variety of things. I think each wedding is different. And s- I think each wedding is different. And so the needs of each wedding is different. Mm. So I definitely imagine that um, if we help more people moving forward, that there'll be a variety yeah. of angles. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what's exciting about perhaps the future of the show is that it not only can um, just show the, the, the power of drag um, and the expertise that's on the show, but that we can see all different types of weddings and the through lines that are between them all. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I said this in an interview recently about the show was that um, a lot comes up for people surrounding weddings because it's a day that you some people dream about since they're you know little tykes um there's a lot of expectation Mm. there's a lot of hope around it and so it brings everything to the fore right it brings so much to the surface and whether that's your family history or your own personal you know struggles that you've been going through it brings everything rushing forward which is why they can be such emotional roller coasters sure yeah that makes sense that yeah. like yeah you're especially anything that's bringing up and together family is gonna bring uh, it's gonna come I out yeah, for your I wedding yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and just the idea of being the center of attention like i would hate that mm-hmm. i would hate that like this is my party and it's uh, everybody's looking at me and then my parents are there and it's like mm-hmm. i don't even want them there like right. and that's right. the right. other reason that i think we are the perfect helpers you know for your wedding day is because not only are we used to being the center of attention, we like it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> now, however, you find a lot of drag queens who out of drag are total introverts. Sure. And sure. drag is the thing that helps them come out and yeah. come alive in front of people. And that's something that we can help in part because especially for a bride, um, attention is on you, mm-hmm. you know. Or yeah. in the case of, of same sex couples, it's probably on the both of you. Yeah. You right. know? Right. And I hate to I hate to say that for the poor grooms out there, but it's just uh it's sort of part of our American wedding culture is that it's the bride's day. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. It feels like the it's been this like a greed it's arrangement. Traditional. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it comes from a very kind of fucked up place, if, sure. we're, if we're gonna be honest. Yeah. But uh obviously it's turned into something fun and performative mm-hmm. and uh just in terms of just nostalgia and tradition and yeah and and it can be a really positive day and sometimes it can be hell yeah and that's you why know? i think what to your point before i think what makes queer wedding so interesting is like that whole concept of it being the bride's day kind of goes out the window if there's two brides or two mm-hmm. grooms mm-hmm. but i would imagine there's still some of those same dynamics that come up in oh her- it's all the same yeah and that's yeah. what makes us so beautifully universal mm-hmm. and that's all it, a wedding is sort of a perfect time to see that yeah because it right. doesn't matter what kind of couple you are mm-hmm. the same shit comes up Ugh. you're still gonna fight about what the flower arrangement supposed to be or what, oh, the, yeah. what the napkin ring supposed to be where <laughs> my brother and my sister-in-law planning their wedding and they were like we have to figure out what the fucking napkin ring is going to be i don't care and but like that became every little detail I had to figure out. Yeah, yeah. yeah i would just use cock rings yeah really exactly it's a little <laughs> take, take home, home souvenir yeah, yeah. Home. <laughs> um let's uh maybe kind of shift gears unless mm-hmm. you have some final thoughts either of you about 
Drag Me Down the Aisle, uh, which is being re-aired on Tuesday, March 26th. Sixth, yes. Yeah. On TLC at 9. 9, 8 Central. There yeah. Go. Which means 9 on the East Coast and 8 in the middle of the country. All right. And 6 out West. There we yeah. go. Um, yeah, basically, uh, we'll be uh, trying out a whole new audience. Okay. And... If you tuned in for our debut on March 9th, you saw an hour and a half version right. of this this wedding. This uh, is actually going to be a new version oh. on uh, Tuesday, and it's only going to be an hour, okay. so a little less time out of your day. All right. Mm. If you want to see the grand version, I mean, I bought it on iTunes. I think it's on the TLC website it as is. well. Yeah. Uh, I bought it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I encourage everybody to tune in because... Um, so everybody who saw it said they absolutely loved it, but I know there's tons of people who haven't seen it yet. So I hope everybody checks us out. Um, yeah, you know we want lots of people to watch. Right, yeah. we want it to fly. We want the series to be a series. Yeah. right. Like I it think would it's be great. great to see it again. It has that feeling of like I want to see these four queens playing another. Yeah, I, I, I mean yeah. I love them all. Right, like mm -hmm. uh, like. From BB, like who doesn't want BB on their screen? Sure. Right? <laughs> Hello. BB and pine cones <laughs> contending with glittery pine cones. Right? I love it. <laughs> uh, and Thorgy and Jujubee and obviously Alexis. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it, again, it's it's a wonderful All Stars cast mm -hmm. where you're not in this pressure cooker. And it's, you know? yeah. it's a real pleasure for us to actually, you know, we, we all are stars in our own right and have our own personalities, but it is a pleasure for us to actually be there to service somebody else sure, and to do it outside of the setting of a competition. Right. You know, yeah. right. It really is. We a love joy. kind media. We love when there isn't a competition and it's just about celebrating and being, uh, and showing what's great. That's yeah. one of the reasons why we love uh, drag race Thailand so much is because there is so they're setting them all up for success. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think proving that it, you don't have to have the hunger games Coliseum style TV to still, be interesting to still I mean I feel like the for example the you know Thorgy meeting Emily's father like the stakes were still there the intrigue yeah. was still there of like how's this gonna go and it didn't have to be this like you know real housewives of Lancaster situation where there was like a big dramatic moment right it was just a human moment right yeah right um what's coming up for Alexis Michelle what are you up to oh well of course we're sort of Quietly waiting to see okay. if we'll be doing more we weddings. Um, but the other things I'm working on are, of course, we know this year in New York City during Pride, it's not just New York City Pride, it's World Pride. Yeah. Oh. So New York's going to be wild. Yeah. And people have been asking me almost on the daily when my next outing on the cabaret stage will be. Hell yeah. So I'm excited to say I'm doing two shows i believe we have to check the calendar but i think i'm doing two shows at um club coming <gasps> oh, down cool. in the east village Love which it. is sort of a departure from my my midtown 54 below mm -hmm. broadway yeah. room <laughs> um but i wanted to present something that was a little bit more downtown a okay. little less demure a sure. little sexier mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's always sex talk at my shows let's get real right but we're really going to go there this time. Okay. So right. expect to see um, less corsetry mm -hmm. and 
a lot less musical theater. I actually don't at this point. We'll see how it evolves. But my set list has no theater songs or standards. Wow. From the theater queen herself. It's right. all pop and rock so far. <laughs> cool. I mean, you know, reinvent, reinvent, reinvent. You know, I, I mean, that. that's that's exciting. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Um, I'll be announcing that on social soon. Okay. So mm-hmm. you can get your tickets because club coming is petite yeah. and intimate. So Small. snatch those tickets up as soon as they go on sale because I'm sure it'll it'll fill up quick. Oh, yeah. it'll be really fun. Oh, that's so cool. That's so exciting. Um, just because we can. Yeah. Thoughts on season 11? We're here. We're here. We're alive. Yeah, we're it's living. 2019. We're living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bid on it. Oh, no, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this one. It's no. okay. I knew I didn't want this it's one. A <laughs> it's a boot. It's a boot. It's a boot. Those look like heels to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm enjoying season 11. Yeah. I feel... A little funny watching a certain element of what's going on super recently. This is the first legitimate love connection we've seen oh, on the show. Yeah. So we and were questioning I, it. We didn't know what was up. Really? I, I wasn't mean, sure if it was just TV. Put or- that girl, Mary, <laughs> in that last untucked. Sure. If a drag queen is choosing to kiss another drag queen with a glitter lip on. <laughs> It's real. <laughs> that thank you. That's yeah, that's helpful. I just felt so weird. I was like, I'm I feel like I shouldn't be watching this moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um it just feels funny to me. It's uncharted territory for drag race. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Only fans account coming. Yeah, you know? really. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I, I I won't lie, I had heard about it before. Oh, but okay. now that everybody has seen it, like we see that this connection happened while they were filming. Wow. <laughs> wow. And you've been on the show. When does that happen? Yeah. Truthfully, I thought it happened to me for like a moment really early on in production when we were rehearsing our cheerleading challenge. Okay. I was having this sit down talk with Shay and I thought I was starting to develop this crush. Okay. And it quickly faded away just because of the sort of rigors of competition. I I got my mind right about yeah. what I should be focusing on. Right. And it melted away. But I think here's 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 something about my season. There were two queens that are on the current season that had been rumored to be on season nine. Oh. And when I heard that, I got very nervous because uh-huh. I already had boners for them. <laughs> and I was like, if they're there, I'm going to be really distracted. Shit. Right. Was one of them Nina West? Yes. <laughs> Work. Oh. We love Nina West. She's great. We Same. love her. Yeah. She's so I love how Nina is representing herself yeah. Yeah. on the show. Everything she says feels authentic. Right. And she's saying some really powerful things. I thought this most recent episode was really powerful in some of the areas that we covered. Oh, oh my God. Um, Both, you know, in the workroom while they were getting ready and even on the main stage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that whole segment about Nina's story and, you know, that whole sort of workroom scene. Activism. And so then it went good. into Mercedes. Did yeah. you watch Mercedes uh, um, Whatcha Packin'? Not yet. It yeah. is the best Whatcha Packin' I've seen. Oh, wow. It was lovely. It okay. was so lovely. Whatcha Packin' is always, it can be such a surprise. It can you know? be. Yeah. And this one, Mercedes, um, first of all, she had gorgeous gowns with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has this beautiful heart. And Michelle did such a wonderful job at really celebrating her and giving her so much more time to talk about everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I feel like the Watch Your Pack has been longer this season. Yeah, They're I like really, that. Like, milking these conversations. I do like that. Yeah. You know, um, I have to just give a little shout out to um, Mercedes Amon Diamond. She is 
the biggest sweetheart, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And she comes from this incredible drag family in Minneapolis. Um, shout out to her mom, Prada Diamond. Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> in some places around the country, you have show casts in drag venues okay. where these queens have a dressing room, a proper dressing room, which is unheard of for anyone who gets ready in a kitchen or a <laughs> bathroom in New York. Right. They right. have proper dressing rooms where they can store all their drag, where they don't live with it wow shocking amazing and but they these girls also work hard for that they do sometimes um i think they do rotation they usually do three rotations in a show cast and so that's like that can be that can be nine numbers a night oh Oh my god God. yeah so they work might be like darcells in portland yeah Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. and um so the the dolls work hard for that privilege but it really is sort of a unique thing that show casts have but at any rate um mercedes mom prada diamond not only is she the show director and has this marvelously big room where she gets ready and has all her drag Mm -hmm. it's a fully stocked store Oh, wow. Nails, glue, wigs, snacks. 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 Garments. Uh, (laughs) Undergarments. (laughs) Shoes in multiple sizes. Wow. Wow. Heels and Cheez-Its. I mean, I... (laughs) This is a general store for the ages. Yeah. Uh, you know, my favorite Cheez-Its are... And I just recently found it, like, a few months ago. The, like... Like burnt ones, like almost burnt. Is oh, what they're called, oh, like I the think? darker ones. Like yeah, the, yes, those are like. I mean, I was I was a big fan of white cheddar, kind. but uh, yeah. No, those are the best kind. Yeah, I mean, sorry. they're kind of like the russet potato chips. Yes, the they're dark. Kind of like yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry, we had to do a little snack time. Yeah, little sna- <laughs> little snack um, attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, thoughts on season eleven in terms of. One of the things that we noticed is that the show is now starting to reference itself in a meta way. Like, Very bad. Yeah. Use that in the edit, and the fans this, and this is this, and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm, I'm and even w- the queens use language that's referential to early seasons. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, how are you feeling about the season moving forward? Like, do you think there's certain like front runners, or are there going to be a lot more twists? Because I feel like the show knows what it was, and it's like, okay, we got to change things now. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. I'm. I will say there there is some tea that I know about how it will shake out, but it's always interesting to see how you get to that point because okay. you can't always you don't always see it coming per yeah. se. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, you know, we're recapping Drag Race Thailand season two right now for Patreon, and like, no spoilers, but it's like every episode you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. I didn't see that coming. Very. Right. And the twists are huge, but they they work. And it feels like some of the, the goopery we've already seen in the first four episodes that like they're doing the same kind of stuff on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm into it. I you know, I think for example, like the like as Rue and Vanji called it the six way gangbang. I <laughs> you know <laughs> you know, I think it was like it was such a goop, but then when it happened it was like I don't know what I'm looking at right yeah. now. I, I have to say I did not agree with that executive decision. Same, same. I didn't think that they all deserved no. to have to fight for their lives because yeah. I thought some of them, while that group didn't do great in that challenge, some of them did outperform the others. Yeah. Now, maybe it didn't have to be just a two-way. Maybe it could have been a three or a four-way, but I didn't think that that whole team deserved yeah. to, to lip-sync for their lives. Yeah, at least two of them could have been. like. 
sugar cane could have gone and stood with the, with the safe girls. Absolutely, she yeah. did not deserve to be totally. in the bottom in that moment. Yeah, totally. or the bottom two, so to speak, in terms of the elimination. Or, absolutely, or, you know, right. oh, absolutely. That was oh, that I mean, when she was talking about that in the most recent episode, as Rue was going down the line saying the girls' names, and she was like, "I thought I was going home." I was like, "Me too, sugar." Ugh. I, you and I both, girl, right. and it was. But but then that being said, I feel like that's all deliberate. You know, all like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I oh, think. Yeah. In my mind, it could have been Raja, and and I mean, I don't know if I wanted to see Honey in the bottom two, but that would have been my prediction, and I think that twist alone is like to keep us guessing. Totally, right. yeah, right. Um, who were your favorites? Well, Nina West is. Oh, like, we love Nina. Yeah. Top on the list. Yeah. Did you know Nina going into this season? Oh yeah, yeah. That, me the too. moving dress mm-hmm. is how Legendary. I learned about yeah. her for sure. She's, yes, she's a winning entertainer of the year. Yeah, um, and we're totally seeing it. I mean, yeah. and oh. the other thing about Nina is, she's sort of singular in the space she's created for herself in Columbus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, access is really one of the most marvelous venues. I had a great time working there with Nina and her drag mom, Virginia West. And, (laughs) 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 and, um, you know, what Nina does there is they have beautiful space there and Nina puts on full scale productions in Columbus. And, um, and she does it regularly. Oh, cool. So it's really, you know, when Nina says, are you ready for a show? She means it. She puts uh, on shows all the time. Yeah. We're also huge fans of Evie Oddly. Oh, yeah. We love that exciting. type of drag. Bringing such a fresh energy. Yeah. It, it really is reminiscent of Sharon's yeah. appearance on Drag Race. Right. Who was a much needed breath of fresh air at the time. And totally. I think that we were ready for something different. Yeah. 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 And Evie is bringing that. Yeah. yeah I think Evie, Nina, obviously, like, I am always a fan when Vanjie's in front of my face just because her confessionals her talking heads are fantastic yeah she's a natural narrator yeah for sure Completely. totally yeah totally yeah um i was actually excited to see raja o'hara lip sync this week because i've been waiting oh. for us to see her her lip sync yeah. because i could tell just from the way she struts on the runway that she could kill a lip sync <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I love her energy. I love the way she moves her body. Okay. And so I was ready to see her lip sync. Yeah. And I and I wasn't ready to see her go home, but I was ready to see her lip sync. Well, Raja did. Oh right. Well, she didn't go home. She yeah. did not go yeah. home. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Um. Uh, anybody else for you, Colin? Um. Yeah. I think. Uh. There was another queen that I'm I'm keeping an eye on right now that I'm excited by, and I'm blanking at who it is. There was Nina. There's Evie. And oh. Uh. Was it uh Sugar Cane? Sugar Cane. That's yeah. the other one. I we my, love. Yeah, I love her energy. Sugar Cane, like right off the bat, I was like, well, I like you. I'll tell you, and the way she's coming across is the way she is. She's genuinely that warm and open and awesome. Yeah, Yeah. we love her. And she's a real queen's queen. She makes so much of her own stuff. She's really, really gifted. Yeah. Um, I I love her. Dusty and I are are good good friends of hers. Oh, Shug. Yeah, Yeah, Um, Shug. Now, you know, like Nina going into this season, um, there is another... Well, several, but another legend that I know about, and that's Miss Brooklyn Heights. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I've known about Brooklyn as a real force in the pageant world. This is a continental former. Um, I also knew about her um, because she used to dance with Ballet Trocadero, who right. my my good friend dances with. 
And so I've always known about this, you know, this very legit talent she has, just like Thorgy with the the strings. Sure. Um, Brooklyn danced on point. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I've I've been waiting to see her. And I have to say, I think a lot of people um, compared her to um, Cameron Michaels. Yep. I've seen a lot of comparisons. And Cameron's great. You know, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Cameron is a beautiful queen, a talented lip syncer. Yeah. Um, really does a beautiful transformation because yeah. I think for being such a muscular dude. Yeah. Um, gives you woman shape so fiercely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, such a complete transformation. Um, but that being said, they while there are these similarities, they're very different queens. Yeah. And so I'm super excited for the way that Brooklyn has been slaying this season so far. Okay. Um yeah. I don't know how it'll all shake out, but I hope she goes I hope she goes super far, you know, maybe even the whole way cuz um her dedication and her professionalism to her craft to me is super apparent. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so polished. It's just crazy. I did have a perception from watching the Meet the Queens that has I'll say altered temporarily. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out, but from the Meet the Queens videos when the cast was announced, I was like just crown silky now. Oh. Cuz I found yeah. her her interview to be the most Disarming, yeah, right, yeah, warm, funny, relaxed, yeah. exciting, and I was like, "This, oh, honey, I am here for this." She's playing the game, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, many of our listeners are interacting with us because, you know, we we're kind of like trying to figure out what she's doing on the show, and yeah. people are like, "I'm so annoyed with her." It's like, well, hold on, let's let's see what happens yeah. here. You know, let's see how this goes because it is one way to enter the workroom. And like really make a, a statement. Mm-hmm. But don't you feel that she could have uh, entered and been received just as loudly without trying so hard? She, yeah. The first episode, she tried really hard to produce her own right. arc. And I feel like her personality is large enough and lovable enough that she didn't need to try as hard. Well, yeah. we think, or I think, sorry, Colin. Okay. Um, I think that uh, there's more to... Silky's drag and I mean drag of like a human and why she's acting that way the first episode like what is she what is really underneath sure, all of that because sure. yeah. I think it was a lot of insecurity a lot of nerves and she's like well this is what I know what to do so I'm just going to do this this is my brand and she could either keep leaning on that or you know scale back also and I'll, I'll say this to her defense um, when you go and you've been waiting for this opportunity in this moment the last thing you want to do is go home early uh-huh. or God forbid go home first. It's right. really, it's, I feel for any queen except Vanjie who that happens to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so in a way, when you get in there, it's like strike while the iron is hot. Sure. Because yeah. if you're a wallflower, so many queens. you could go home. Yeah. 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 I get that. I, I can understand the intention, but I mean, I, I had the same feelings during the meet the Queens. I was like immediately won over by silky and I thought, okay, Here's the one I'm attached to the most. Then right? the first episode, I was like, oh, "I love you, girl," but like, you're, like it's more. You than... don't need to try that. Yeah, right. you, like, yeah. You are more than enough. Right. Exactly. exactly. Let it. Let let yourself just be shown. Yeah, sure. and th- and I think when we would see like Talking Heads, where she was just being herself, I was like, "Oh, I love this." Yeah. You could just be this. Yeah. yeah. This is great. And yeah. in some ways, I feel like that's what this episode was the most successful for her at. Mm-hmm. Um. She wasn't sure about the size of her part in the rusical, but in the end, 
it was just right because she came out looking right and embodying it right right and Mm -hmm. she stole the show in a small part it's the same thing that happened in my musical in the kardashian musical Mm -hmm. um you know shay came out right at the end it was like a little cameo role yeah and she really shined yeah and stole it from you well (laughs) she also stole it from me with that runway you know (laughs) she had she had a killer runway that day i didn't or had a questionable one anyway Mm. (laughs) but you know there are times Mm -hmm. and this is this is this is another soapbox moment oh i'm ready don't ever get hung up about how you think drag race is being judged or how you think it should be judged because it's an ever-changing organism yeah there are times like my rusical is an example where I think I was the clear winner of the performance challenge yep and my performance on the runway took that away from me yeah then you see moments where a killer performance in a challenge and a subpar performance on the runway gets you a win. Yeah. I'm not using Silky in a, as an example. Sure, sure. She looked drop oh, dead she looked gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. in that gown. Stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Um I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna spill some of my truth here. And let me first say Manila Luzon is one of my favorite all-time drag race contestants. I was very happy to see her back on. I would have loved to see her win uh-huh. that season, and I think she was headed there, or at least to the top two. Yeah, yeah. But the week of the Lady Bunny roast, right? she, for me, did win win the performance challenge, but she did not win that runway. No. That was the angelic white runway. Yes. And Trinity's oh. looked like the version you order online, and Manila's <laughs> looked like the Halloween <laughs> bag store version right. that came in the mail. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, and they didn't even comment on it. I don't know if they did in person and it didn't make the cut, but they oh, didn't say wow. shit. I thought right. they were going to at least give her a little grief for that runway, but because she ended up winning the challenge, they didn't. Mm. So yeah. that's my point. My point is don't get all people were all twisted up about the double all stars crowning. And I'm mm. like, forget pretending you think you know how this is going down. Mm. Just buckle up, sis, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. yeah. It's just drag. It, yeah. And it's, you know, and, and <laughs> it's for your entertainment. Yeah, totally. So be entertained. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's up to you to, to enjoy it or not. You know? Yeah. Well, I think to your point about how it's ever changing, like what we saw this week with Sugarcane, with that, with that suit. That, oh, the suit. I mean, it was so reminiscent of Milk in season six. And we look at just even the editing of the reception of that versus, you know, Sugar got no flat for it and so times change and speaking of times it was timely this was it was it was a great moment and how could how could nobody told her to do that nobody told her to do that 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 was gonna fall on the day that they did a trump right yeah you know how perfect yeah oh my god aren't you glad it was a trump (laughs) musical it's so stupid i never put that together This is, you know, it's like I understood the good thing I'm here. Thank God you're here because I would have been lost. I understood that it was an orange runway for Trump, but I didn't put together, oh, Sugar lucked out having a Trump orange look. Out on on trend. Damn. But yeah, you know, like people were, were twisted about the double crowning. And I said, look, the reason you're twisted about the double crowning on All Stars is because all of a sudden on season nine of Drag Race, the formula of how the winner got right. decided changed. Right. Mm-hmm. And suddenly your track record didn't mean shit. Right. Yeah. And it all mm-hmm. came down to these moments. Yep. And 
the queen of the moment rose to the top. Right. Yeah. Not rose. She didn't deserve rose, it. Rose. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'll see myself out. Yeah. <laughs> she put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> Oh my god. We're all I'm dying. Where can we I'm stem dying. from here? Sorry. But that's what happened there. And Sasha is a very deserving winner, but you saw Trinity especially's track record get just tossed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and Shay too. Yeah. And Shay's. Yeah. Um, but really, Trinity had the best track record on my season because she had four solo wins. Oh, oh the solo right, wins. Right, right. Two of Shay and Sasha's wins together. were together. That's right. right. Um, but. Girl, I'm Trinity Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, so you have this. That's how this happened. Then we sort of saw that's how uh, the proverbial outcome came in season 10. Right. And so then when you get to All Stars and you have this moment, everybody thought that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to that last second. Yeah. And I think we could all tell it was not it was a decision made not just about the final moment. Right. Yeah. And so I went, "Oh, okay. That's different." Moving on. But I'm okay <laughs> with it because yeah. I would hate to be the queen who slayed a season. And then got outshined in the final moment and lost. Yeah. Sure. So I was like, I'm happy for both of them mm. because Trinity really kind of outperformed throughout the season. Yep. But Monet showed up oh to work that yeah. day. Oh she yeah. killed the group challenge <laughs> and she killed the final lip sync. Yeah. I mean, really? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I understood why people were upset, but I said, honey, your your panties in a bunch is misguided. Yeah. yeah. Stop thinking you know what this recipe is. Because mm-hmm. right. even us queens don't know. Even Monet and Trinity didn't know. Yeah, Did you know. see how gooped they were? Oh, oh my totally. God. And Trinity, it was like, it took her a moment. To she didn't like, realize what had happened. Yeah. And we we're both getting the money, right? All the money. <laughs> Then she was good, and I understood. Yeah. Uh, well, I am excited to see any goops on season eleven. Yeah. I'm here for the ride. Yeah. Um, th- the one queen that I did not mention that I think is just intriguing to me is Akira. Love her. Yeah. Yeah. She's a queen's queen. I really like. I got to do Yuha's fashion photo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Something view. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. And uh, that was my top two to the fringe runway. Oh. Because oh, that. God. Oh, that yes. was drag, yes, honey. Yes, it was. So drag. That was yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, loved it. Uh, well, with that, do we have any other thoughts uh, on Drag Me Down the Aisle or Season 11 to share? Any any other plugs you want to make, Alexis? Watch Drag Me Down the Aisle this Tuesday, March 26th at 9 p.m. on TLC. Yes. Let, let's make it a series. Yeah. Let's hope <laughs> TLC says I do to a series. Oh, my God. God, you can't write this stuff. <laughs> he didn't. But I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, with that, Marys, uh, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com, or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Uh, and of course, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Also and Colin. Uh, you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Trucker. And you can get more of both of us at Patreon.com. Backslash all right, Mary. Um, yeah, we're doing a whole bunch of Drag Race Thailand right now, which we've been queening about, out about uh, all episode or a lot deals. of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, where can we find you? And just like I said the last time I was here, Marys, you can find me at Alexis Lives 
And come on, people, let's follow it because I still have a lot less followers than Pheromone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my sweet baby sister. Oh, <laughs> I love her. Alexis Lives, as we yes. like to say on this podcast. <laughs> Alexis yeah. Lives. Um, fabulous. Uh, well, with that, Marys, we are going to sign off and say goodbye to Alexis. And uh, maybe you'll check in back soon. Yeah. Uh, let us know about Club Coming and we, everything. We, absolutely. Yeah, we'd love it. All right. Well, have a good one, Marys. We'll see you next time. See ya.